The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, this is Buck Sexton, and you're listening to the Tudor Dixon Podcast, part of the Clay Travers and Buck Sexton Podcast Network. Welcome to the Tudor Dixon Podcast. I'm Tudor Dixon, and today is going to be a great conversation with a dear friend of mine, Yaku Boyens. Yaku has been fighting sex trafficking for years, and it's a subject that's incredibly important to him. It actually led him down a documentary film path to expose what is really happening with the sexualization of our kids in America. His latest documentary, Sex Nation, was released on March 23rd. Yaku Boyens, the founder and CEO of After Eden Pictures, thank you for joining me today. Thank you, Tudor. It's always an honor to be with you. Thank you for your amazing work. Appreciate you. Well, thank you for your amazing work. So for people who have not met you or not heard what the wonderful things that you have to say, can you explain a little bit about how you got into this? Because I think sometimes people hear this and they're like, well, why would you, why would this be the career path? But you have a pretty interesting background with this. Yeah, thanks. In 1994, I was 18. And that year, my sister was 12, Ilanka. And that's the year my sister Ilanka was trafficked. And it led us on a path of six years of getting Ilanka back. And, you know, not knowing anything of human trafficking as an 18-year-old boy, back in 94, human trafficking or child sexual exploitation, they were not even terms people were using, Tudor, you know, Mm. so they would just think runaway, right? But you learn a lot in that process as a family. We're raised by a single mom, so me and my brother looking for a sister. And then as God would have it, he protected Ilanka and she was rescued in 2001. And then we moved to the United States. We immigrated to the U.S. right after. And at that moment, I, I literally heard God say, not another one. And we've been fighting. So that's 28 years ago, 28 years of combating the sexual exploitation of children uh, around the globe, 53 countries around the world we've worked in. In 2012, I really grew a heart just for the 50 states of the United States. I became a citizen and just said, we're going to fight here. We're going we're gonna to defend the American child 
This is 2012 when we made that focused decision. And now we've been fighting it since 01 in the U.S., but we worked in so many other countries. But it became clear to me that America, the light on the shining light on the hill, if we do not back then even turn the rudder back towards the heart of God and the nuclear family and defend the innocent, that we were going to potentially lose our nation. And here we are in 2023 dealing with unthinkable things. I've seen you recently talking about exactly what you're saying, that we're headed toward losing the country, but you've taken, I mean, obviously this is your life's work, but you've, you've kind of peeled back the layers of the onion and looked at TikTok, looked at the sexualization of our kids. Do you believe that, I mean, we've talked a lot about the influence of TikTok, the influence of social media. Do you believe that there is a bad actor in one of these other nations that is foisting this upon our kids? Yes, and and then some, uh, Tudor, just without question. And none of this is conspiracy. We've got actual empirical data to show that we've intercepted, you know, communications. For instance, you know, people don't know, but Pornhub is, is not an American-owned company. It's housed in Canada, but it's really owned by Manwind. It's on, a, on, an, on, on an island. And so the foreign entities have absolutely targeted America and are infusing a sexual narrative into our culture proactively. And in this film, in Sex Nation, and thank you for talking about it, we go back to the Garden of Eden, and then we jump to the Roman Empire, the Persian Empire, and then we take a leap to 1933. And there's a particular day in 1933 where I argue, and we have data to prove it, I argue where we started to lose the battle for our children in 1933. Wow, wow. And that was John Dewey and Joseph Stalin. And Joseph Stalin has a tremendous influence on the American public education system. And nobody talks about it. We've, we've dug so deep, Tudor, because I wanted to know. I was praying, saying, God, show me the root. Where did America? I went back to the, to the, to the notes on the Constitution. I was meeting with David and Tim Barton saying, what happened right after the Mayflower? When did we lose our way for where we were? willing to defend a child. In 1933 is the marker that we found. This, that's where America became a nation that started to point towards a, a new modern-day Sodom and Gomorrah. And so it's been coming a long time. And we walked through the 60s. You know, of course, Alfred Kinsey walked through the 50s, the 70s, the 90s, all the way to today. And then in this film, there's a massive trumpet call at the end of the film, in the, in the third act of the film, with real tactical solutions of what we can do to turn this nation back to the heart of God, back to morality. So well, we're talking I, I, about I, I think that thing. that's something that parents don't, I don't know how to say this because I think even me coming into this, I learned a lot from you over the past few years, but as a parent growing up in this new tech age of technology, because we didn't have this growing up, I've learned a lot about how careful you have to be to prevent this from happening to your kids because they are, are bombarded with this over-sexualization. And we're seeing this even in politics now, where if, if you don't accept it, then you are not inclusive. You're a bad person. You are morally wrong if you don't accept this. So how do you get past that and say, I'm going to put up those barriers for my children? Yeah. And, and look, it's it's always we now have, look, with tomorrow, next week, we have a trans day of vengeance. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Vengeance. 
you know, right? And, and Trans Day of Vengeance in DC. And it is accept us, basically, accept demonic forces, accept the agreement of abandoning God or else. And Tudor, you're asking me a question. The only answer I have for you is you stand. You stand. You stand on the rock. You stand on the word of God. You stand on absolute truth. Sexuality is not fluid. Truth is not fluid. The history of our nation is not fluid. You teach the good, the bad, the ugly, the indifferent. If we don't, the second you embrace and engage in a conversation of even discussing, I refuse to engage in a conversation of what is a woman other than one who was born with a womb, end of conversation, done. I will not even pander or, or, or even give credibility or credit to the conversation because the second you do, they chip away at the iceberg. And unfortunately, this attack on our nation, children are always the ones suffering. The biggest price, as we saw in Nashville, you know, in sexualization of children in classrooms, you ran such an incredible campaign. And I'm not just saying that. I watched. And, and if I could be, I was, so, I was so excited to see what you stood for because I felt like, yes, Kerry Lake ran an incredible campaign of saying, can we get back to the nuclear family? Can we get back to the heart of America, who we're really supposed to be? The call from God on our nation. And now we've got Putin, Vladimir Putin, a very bad guy, accurately portraying America, saying, look at them. They sexualize their children. Look at them. Well, and that's what I mean when I say, are our enemies taking advantage of this? Have they caused this or are they taking advantage of it? Because we have a lot of confusion going on. But you actually, I saw you talking the other day about how this imagery and these concepts that are pushed on kids, the over-sexualization pushed on kids is actually changing their brain chemistry. It's changing their desires. But how is it affecting them mentally? Because I think one of the things that young people are really told, not openly, but the in, it's the indication is that sex is emotionless. You can go from partner to partner and it's just a thing that happens, but it actually is something that changes who you are. And those partners are part of you the rest of your life. And it's very emotion. It, it, it's very emotional and it affects you permanently. Three parts to sex. And this is, and you cannot get away from this. There's data, there's, there's physiological data on this. Sex is emotion, body, and spirit. It's spiritual. It's spiritual. There, there's a connection. There's a soul tie that forms. This is why every culture on society, I can take you to African tribes in the middle of the bush that's never even heard of the gospel of Jesus Christ that consummate marriage with sex. Every human group, people group on the planet understand the power when a man and a woman come together. Or for that sake, you know, in a, in a gay relationship, there's power. There's a spiritual soul tie that is formed. If it's not healthy, it breaks people. There's physical engagement and then emotional engagement. But we call it imprinting. Any, any uh, um, human behavioral scientist worth their salt will tell you. It's like memory foam. When you press your hand into a memory foam mattress and you lift it, it rebounds. It recoils. Sex does not. Every partner. Every partner you've ever had and will have leaves a permanent imprint in your trajectory as a sexual being, and you are a sexual being. So if you predispose a child to sex pre-puberty, even just in conversation, do you know, Tudor, our tests have shown this, and Kinsley did this. 
Alfred Kinsey did to the Kinsey Institute, and he knew the how effective that would, this would be. If you mention a particular sexual act to a child pre-puberty, a child that had not been exposed to it, immediately by hearing the words, the brain starts producing a hormone. The brain starts firing neurons that was supposed to be dormant until puberty. The brain is now starting to create a demand for that particular dopamine effect. So they know what they're doing. They know in the classroom, if they talk to a five-year-old about masturbation, that the child is going to explore it. So think about what you're you're saying, because you're talking about it triggers hormones. Hormones are triggering emotions, thoughts, growth, the different changes in your body. Hormones are so key. I think that people mistakenly believe that hormones are just, it's just because we say, oh, there's hormones flaring, you know, that hormones are just something that happens in a relationship when you get older, or it just, it just moves puberty along. But hormones affect every part of your body for the rest of your life. And we're talking about putting these kids on puberty blockers that block their hormones. And I think that's something that people are not understanding what this is doing. It is permanently sterilizing kids. But think about this. How how twisted is it that you would sexualize kids young and then chop up their body parts and put them on these puberty blockers so that they never actually understand the relationship and that power you said of the bond of sex because they never even experience it. You'll destroy it for them. They cannot. Tutor, they cannot. It is the ultimate. There is no... Um, Hear me today. There's no more powerful weapon on the face of the earth other than sex. Mm. Sex can ultimately destroy if you weaponize it. Now, it was built for good. It was built so a man would leave the house of his father and his mother and cling to the woman, become one. You actually become one. You lose a part of yourself with the partner. They know this. It alters brain chemistry. Do you know that you can research this? There's not been a mass murderer in history. Ted Bundy. They were all porn addicts, all of them were sex addicts, every Mm. single one of them. Most of them abused sexually as children. There's cognitive dissonance happening. There's brain chemistry. The women that just, women that just shot up children in Nashville, okay? There's abuse in her history. There's trance. There's a complete abandonment of real identity. It's a desperate human being with major cytostorms, brainstorms going on, chemical imbalance. What happens to a woman if she has an underperforming thyroid, overperforming thyroid? Major drama, incredible complications. But we're now just going to superimpose and play God by, by messing with hormones. And not just that, let's talk about COVID. You know, spike proteins and DNA, it affects the, the human condition and the brain. So much today we say mental illness, it's produced mental illness. We, mm. encourage, we encourage dysfunction, then we chemically treat it in this society. We over-treat, and we have a very vast majority of Americans that are mentally not stable because hormonally they're in a, in a storm. Let's take a quick commercial break. We'll continue next on the Tudor Dixon podcast. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe 
Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleh Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. No matter what we are trying to tell people we can fix, it's always with a drug, whether it's mental illness, whether it's obesity, whether it is, you know, the fact that you are going through a tough time, it's always we're going to come to you with some drug and this will or, or COVID, and this will fix your problem. But ultimately, how many people are put on medications that don't actually solve that problem and cause new problems? I, I think that's a significant problem that is happening, but it also is leading to people to believe that you can do something like cut your body parts off and then be happy. And I think that there's a lot of mystery around this because people don't really understand when they say, Oh, we're going to alter you. You have the top surgery. You have the bottom surgery. Uh, Look, I will be totally open with you. I've obviously had the top surgery because I had breast cancer. And going through that surgery, thinking about a 13-year-old girl going through the surgery, a 15, 18, whatever it is, you know, before you walk into that OR, and I was in a situation where what choice did I have? It was either that or cancer. And so when you, when you, go into that OR, they say to you, we don't know how much feeling you're going to have when you come out of this. This is the stuff that they don't tell you when they glorify changing your body. And I got to tell you, it's tough. You know, you don't have any feeling. You're lucky if you get some feeling back. But how are these kids when they're 18 years old, they have 
Nothing. No. I mean, how do you even connect with your own body when you can't feel it? And the in the bottom surgery, I've read the stories that are just horrendous, where it's just totally numb. And I, and I know this is like, this is pretty, I mean, we're getting into some pretty graphic details right now, but I think somebody needs to be honest about the fact that these are butchers. These doctors should be put in jail for what they're doing. If you don't have a medical emergency to have some type of surgery like this, the outcomes are not, this is not a good way to live. It, it's great if that's your only choice for living, but to do this to healthy body parts is criminal. Tudor, we cannot live in a world where we, we operate in silos where we look at a certain thing, like one size fits all. That was the disaster with COVID. There's just one solution. That's not how life works. You can't, even you as a grown right. woman, you go through top surgery. Think about the discussions you had with your doctor. Think about your time to research complications. Think about your time to weigh options. Think about your time to look at alternative medicine, et cetera, et cetera. Doctors swore an oath to disclose all risk. They don't do that anymore. The 12-year-old doesn't have the cognitive ability to even weigh options or decide, do I or don't I? It's a lifetime decision. But here's what happened. Your surgery happened most likely post your growth phase, when your right. growth hormones stopped firing. A girl basically stops at 18, men at 28, frontal lobe 28. This is why women are smarter than men, because it takes us a long time to but develop. I knew I loved you for some reason. Okay. But, but think <laughs> now, the 12-year-old is just starting puberty. It's just right. starting growth phase. And, you're saying, and now the body has what's called phantom limb syndrome, which our Marines have when they lose a limb. They wake up with nightmares in the night and they feel pain in their leg, but there's no leg, right? But it, it, this is what's happening to these 12-year-olds. So you're not just mutilating them when they're an adult and certain hormones in the body have stopped firing. The growth is there. You didn't grow much after 18. No, she's 12. She's starting. Her womb, her uterus, her ovaries, it's starting. And we're saying, now's the time. Come on, let's let's mutilate. Or at five, let's give them Luprin, which, by the way, is a drug. It's a prostate cancer drug that sterilizes grown men. Talk to Rudy Giuliani. He had Luprin. He'll tell you. I mean, this is serious, serious issues. And we're dealing with it in culture like, oh, but don't offend. Because the trans, right. the LBGTQ alphabet, they make it upset. Get upset. I'm upset. That's exactly right. Because I'm my, upset that you're mutilating children. I recently had a friend who there are three young women transitioning at 13 in the school. And she said, you know, I just I think this is really questionable whether or not this is the right thing for these kids to do. I'm not sure if they really get this. And the other parents were outraged and said, how could you possibly say we have to do what's best for their health? And I mean, it is honestly like an old an old movie where you're it's like the twilight zone you know you're like am i the only one here that says what are you doing to these kids and i think that we need to really examine 
The puberty blockers are not changing your child from a girl to a boy. They're stopping them from growing, stopping them from those critical moments in life where their their hormones are growing their brain, they're growing their bodies, they're growing their desires. There's all kinds of things that are happening so they don't even know themselves at this point because they have not grown into who they will eventually be. And so now we're stopping that process from even happening. It's not that you're just not allowing them to become a girl. You're stopping any growth process from happening. We've seen, we've heard horror stories of kids that ended up having all of their estrogen blocked, went into early osteoporosis, ended up in wheelchairs. These are, this is experiment. This is experimenting. It's experimenting on children. And we are taking away a key part of their body. Their hormones are a key part of their growth system with no idea how this works. No idea what the ultimate outcome is. And then you question why these kids end up going crazy. Why these kids have so many hardships in life. Well, we don't know what we even did to their brains. And we won't know for decades. You know, I, I, a couple things I want to say, and if I go off track, just you just steer me back because I'm just <laughs> honored to be with you. The original sin in the Garden of Eden, for those who believe or don't believe, you know, Satan, his sin was pride. Pride. Hmm. What's the movement called? Pride. Right. It's a pride movement. It's we will mutilate children to get our agenda accomplished, to make it's a self-fulfilling prophecy for us to feel like we have value. You have to be okay with mutilating children. You have to be okay with pedophilia. As a matter of fact, they're not pedophiles. They're minor attracted persons. Right. No, they're pedophiles. Oh. They're sick human beings that should not walk around freely. They should go to prison for the rest of their lives. And I'll pray for them in prison that they may meet their maker in prison, but they shouldn't have access to children. No, we should not tr uh, celebrate a trans day of vengeance. Vengeance? Can you imagine if we said that we want to we want a day of vengeance against any other sector of society, unions or or minors or what? It's insanity in our culture. Here's why I've prayed about this so much to the why children. People ask me always why kids. What leave the kids alone? Why kids? Because I firmly believe the greatest pain you can inflict on God's heart is in fact. To rob a child of that of that child's virtue and innocence. And the enemy knows this. And it's a godless movement in our country. And unfortunately, Tudor, the only thing needed for evil to exist is for good men to do nothing. So those who stand idly by and watch and don't want to engage because I don't want to get canceled. I don't want to ruffle the feathers. I don't want to. You're complicit. You're allowing it to happen. You are already in the game. You serve the prince of darkness or the prince of light. There's no other, there's no in between. And we've come to that point in culture where people have to engage. The silent majority nonsense got to go. Let's take a quick commercial break. We'll continue next on the Tudor Dixon podcast. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market. 
as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleh Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. So they would say that you are... You're the problem. You're attacking the kids. This is nasty. How can you do this? And that's why so many people step back. And I think that you made it really clear. Adults, it's a different situation. You want to do something like this as an adult. You make this decision once you're fully grown. That, you know, that's a totally different story. But you you as an adult push this on kids. You as an adult say you did this and you want other people to do this. You as an adult are... performing the surgery, taking pictures to kids, exposing kids to this, that is not okay. But it is being told to people that it is not okay for you to come out and say, that's not okay. So how do you, you say that you have to stand up. You're so good at this. How do you get other people to do it though, without fear of being told? Because see, I think it's the manipulation is they come to you and they say, if this is the way you feel, you will be the cause of children dying. And that's hard. That's a hard thing to hear. Yeah, it's the reverse because there's no data. And, and yet the truth right. will set you free. They throw things out like yesterday. They'll say things like, I'll give you an example. Comprehensive gun reform. Okay, what's comprehensive gun reform? They can't tell you. They, they cannot tell you. Oh, comprehensive, you know, uh, you know, uh, transgender health care or health care for children. It's these great, grandiose words with no definition. They can't tell you what it is because they don't have a plan. There's no plan. There's no data. So here's what we do. We educate people. I go home to home at times, sometimes thousands of people. The other night I was in a house in Dallas, Texas with 36 people in a home, educating the parents on the truth. 
There's no data that says that if you stop puberty blockers to kids, that kids die. They haven't been dying because you don't give them puberty. They're dying because you're doing it. Go look at the suicide rate of the trans children. Go look at the suicide rate of trans individuals. Go look at the suicide rate of people who are fluid with their sexuality. Go go look at those numbers. We've got data there for you all day long. Go look at the sexualization of children who have fallen into the trans movement. Trans people will say to me, well, trans kids get sexualized. Yeah, you did this to them. Right. You predisposed them and serving them on a platter to the predator. So when we bring truth, real data, numbers don't lie, the truth to parents, and we say, look, the thoughts you have quietly, the things that you think quietly, we'll say them out loud so that you can feel permission to say them also. This is not an attack on anybody. This is a preservation uh, and a protection of the innocent, the voiceless, the child. Because, Tudor, we rescue sex trafficking victims. Do you know the disaster it is to restore that life? Oh, that's the thing. Once you've done this... There's and that's the the reversible part of this where they say it's reversible. That's the part that makes me so mad because, you know, how do you rebuild? I mean, you see these detransitioners whose bodies are destroyed. They don't they still don't feel like they've ever known who they are. But but remember, when you're going through puberty, how many people are like, no, I completely know who I am. This I'm I'm perfect now. Everybody feels that way. And I and I think these groups are preying on that moment in life where things are confusing, where you're learning who you are, where you're discovering what life is and how little life, you know, at 12 years old. And so these folks are coming in and preying upon these kids. But you have these doctors that are knowing that they're doing it. So there's a doctor, I can't remember the university. I think it's a local Michigan university that was, she did a pod, well, not a podcast. She did, she taped her training for, for the students at the university medical center. And she was training on transgender surgeries. And she said, I go to the the boys and I explain to them that you're going to have a low libido and they don't really understand the technical term. Well, I don't think that's the technical term anyway. And she said, so I just tell them that your things aren't going to work like they used to. Well, guess what? That is then not telling them the truth. That is not sitting there and talking to them about what that genuinely means. You will have desire. You will never get there. You will never achieve that feeling with another person. I mean, I I hate to say it, but we are lying about the fact that these kids are impotent. They want to have a relationship. They want to be able to experience sex and they never get to. Let's let's talk about the 80% globally, 80% of people who want to retransition, right? Who now in the 25 and 30 year olds, when your natural clock starts ticking as a woman and you you become eternal you know women walk and they and they see a baby they smell a baby and their hormones are firing you know this is going to happen but now you can't now the body Mm -hmm. starts rejecting itself the body starts fighting itself here's what happens fractioning happens personality split The brain splits and trauma is formed in the brain to cope with the trauma from the past. You have insane people. This It's called fractioning. You've got literal personality disorder produced by chemical imbalance and trauma and hope deferred 
and a yearning to be who God called you to be, but you cannot. You you can go get the breast back, but but the hormonal damage, the emotional trauma and the damage, you don't fix that with surgery. This it's not possible. I think the best way that you can explain this to someone, a woman who's gone through childbirth, it, it's so funny how your body, you're right, your body just experiences that and your body knows and your body expects because you can be a, a woman who gave birth, you ha- you're breastfeeding your baby, you've just breastfed your baby, you're, you can hear another baby cry and you feel that milk come in and you're like, how, how does my body know that? You know, so your body is so magical. It works in such amazing ways. And then you shut that off and you destroy that. And you take that away from people and the body is so confused. I can't imagine where the mind is left. So, so because they'll tell you, well, what is a man? What is a woman? So bring me one person on planet Earth, just one tutor, not a thousand, one. One person that was not born with a uterus that has ever experienced what you just spoke of. They haven't. They can't. Mm-hmm. I cannot. I can, I can never. I don't have the maternal instinct. I don't produce milk. I don't like, I don't just hear a baby cry and my body reacts. I also don't have the ability to deliver a baby from my womb in excruciating pain. And then God gave me a chemical in my brain to forget the pain. So I'm willing to do it again. Right. Yeah, that's true. Yes. It is true. I mean, and I think about that. I think it is crazy to think that. I got to have that blessing and go through that. And it is something, but I mean, it's so different. It's so different to go through that because I, I obviously went through that four times and it is just so different. The mom than the dad and for the dad, even the bonding is different. If we've gone through this, we know we're different and we're just robbing people of this. And it's very tough for me to uh, not have these open conversations. And I think that this has been, great for me to be able to come out of the campaign and have this ability to bring some of my favorite people together who are so willing to openly talk. And this is the best part of being able to have this platform is these hard conversations about robbing children of, I think the very beginning of this conversation, you talked about that bond that is created in a sexual relationship. Imagine never being able to have that. When you, when you in the movie, in, in Sex Nation, the film Sex Nation, which I really encourage people to watch, I break down the human sexual timeline and what happens when you accelerate the timeline. I break it down literally in a whiteboard fashion and I show why God ordained certain things. This For the same reason, the average age of sex trafficking victims in America are girls aged 12 through 14. Hmm. The predator knows she is confused. She is going to like boys older than her age. She's going to think boys her age are idiots. She doesn't understand herself. She is withdrawing from her father. She doesn't know what's happening to her body. How do we explain it? It's the perfect time to create chaos in that young woman's life. And so they do. And so now if they can catch her earlier, and so we talk about chemically in the brain what happens, that child will never understand unconditional love will not be able to love unconditionally, will not be able to have a full heart or give a full heart. The boys now that are starting to watch pornography at age eight, another conversation, will never honor a woman because their entry into porn wasn't Pamela Anderson topless on a Harley Davidson motorcycle. 
their hello to porn was gang rape, three men, one woman mm-hmm. at age eight. And they go, she likes it. So they immediately think it's imprinting. That's what women want. That's how I'll treat a woman. It's a disaster. Culture erodes when you do that. And then you sugar, you, you add on top of that the emasculation of men. You add on top of it, you know, uh, shaming Caucasian men or, or shaming Christians or telling Christians that you're homophobes. And it's a compound effect that then reinforces the dysfunction societally in the brain to where someone is willing to go slaughter children. Yeah, and that's what I mean. If you can continuously tell people you're wrong, you're not loving, you're not accepting, you're the one that hates this, you're the one that hates people, then ultimately those people are stopped from protecting the people that need protection the most, protection, protecting the innocent, protecting the vulnerable. And there is a reality that people have to step up and say, this should not be allowed. We should not be putting chemicals into our children's body, bodies, sterilizing children. We should not be mutilating children. And, and those are just the facts. And I really can't believe that there are not more pediatricians standing up against it. And I love the people that are because there are several. But it's hard when it's the American Academy of Pediatrics, when it's these people that have power that are holding them back. It's hard because you can't lose your career and you take a chance of losing your career. And then where do you, how do you take care of your own kids? I mean, it's really twisted. It is really sick the way they play this and they they have it just they have complete control right now and i'm so grateful for people like you who are standing up but tell us a little bit more about sex nation about how people can watch it where do they get it where do they find it how do they follow you yeah tutor we we launched our own streaming platform because we want to make sure that these messages can never be canceled so they can go to sexnationfilm.com and it'll clearly say stream the film it goes to a, a platform called After Eden, which is our own platform, and all the money goes into rescuing children from trafficking, mm. but it will play. And it's it's $8 to watch the movie. All $8 goes to saving lives. I encourage people to watch this. And then we, we launched with the film over 500 pieces of resources for parents. If oh, you wow. find out your son is watching pornography, how do I get him out of porn? How do I have a conversation with my pastor, my youth pastor, my principal? Which book should not be in my kid's school? Which should? All those resources become available when they watch the film through the website so that we can arm the populace with, hey, here's information. Great. But here's what you physically can go do. And, and, and so we'll go through the nation, hopefully, to get our rudder back, to restore this amazing, beautiful nation I immigrated to that should be the light on the hill. Well, thank you. And thank you for what you do. I could talk to you for three more hours. So I'm going to have to have you back because all of those things that you just said you have resources for, I want to talk about those too. I want people to know what's going on. I think we're all as parents in this digital age, a little confused as to how to protect our kids. So we'll definitely have you back. Yaku Boyens, the founder and CEO of After Eden Pictures. Make sure you check out the movie Sex Nation. Go there, get it, check out the resources. I really appreciate having you on. Thank you. Thank you. God bless you, Tudor. Thank you. And thank you all for joining us on the Tudor Dixon podcast for this episode and others. Go to TudorDixonPodcast.com. You can subscribe right there and make sure you join us on the next Tudor Dixon podcast. Have a great day. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best informed business reporters around the world. 
We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.